Welcome back in, everybody. Another episode of Fresh Football Takes coming at you. Saturday, Saturday night recording, just in time to get you guys ready for your last-minute Sunday game prep. Uh, this is the episode where I'm going to be making my picks. I'm also going to go off to go over what I thought was going to be a good primetime game, but really wasn't. I should mention that it's just me again today flying solo. Uh, our producer, Keegan, had some other arrangement today. Uh, he's in a band called Shots Called, and they were actually going to have some practice. So if you're looking for some new music to listen to, some new rock music, um, Shots Called. You know, they're on Spotify, so give them a listen. Uh, great band, great band. Like I said, if you're looking for some new music, uh, follow us on Twitter, at FreshFootball. Join the conversation or start your own fresh football conversation with hashtag fresh football takes. You could follow my personal account on Twitter at AQFresh, though that's almost seemed to be my burner account at this point, um, as I, I'm mainly on the fresh football Twitter at this point. But anyway, let's get started now uh, with the with the Thursday night game. No more no more reason to delay that. This was a bad game as I noted I thought the Giants were going to win 23-20 being at home they lost 34 to 13 I really thought the Giants with really their season on the line here I thought they were going to come out a lot stronger than they did with a lot more passion a lot more fight it was pretty much over from the first drive it, there was a bad interception and it just kind of kept going downhill from there for Eli and the Giants Eli was 24 for 43 through that interception on the first drive. No touchdowns. It's a shame what's happening to the all-time great giant Eli Manning. It's just unfortunate. His his play is definitely deteriorating. Uh, I don't know if I put it all on him. I mean, some of it's definitely him. But you can't fault him for the Giants thinking that he can still play at a high level and not you know, not building the pieces, not getting all the linemen for him and things like that. They thought they upgraded it, but they didn't this offseason. Saquon Barkley was really the main offensive, the only offensive highlight for the Giants in this game. He went 13 for 130 on the ground with the touchdown and 9 for 99 through the air. Saquon ran all over this defense, threw him, around him, he was the man. He averaged 10 yards a carry, 11 yards a reception. He, he's a beast. He's a monster. Uh, he's a special guy, special generational talent at running back. Odo Beckham had a quiet day, 6 for 44. Sterling Shepard, the same, 3 for 37. Nobody other than Saquon really got it going on the Giants on the offensive side of the ball. And even on the defensive side of the ball, they, they didn't play very well at all. Landon Collins, as you expect, is all over the field. Alec Ogletree is proving why the Giants should have invested at the linebacker position years ago. The only other defensive guy I want to talk about for the Giants is Olivier Vernon. Didn't do much on the stat sheet. uh, Two tackles and a sack. If you really watched it, he probably should have had three sacks in this game, and he looked like he was being disruptive on the defensive side of the ball, getting the quarterback, pressuring the quarterback. Just, you know, couldn't quite get there. Carson Wentz is incredible at moving around the pocket, um, getting out, getting the ball out just in time. 
as he showed with his 26 for 36 uh, completion to attempts ratio, uh, 278 yards and three touchdowns. On the ground, they got it done as well. They were missing Jay but Wendell Smallwood and Corey Clement were able to get it done. They they weren't too efficient, but they did enough to get it done. Uh, Clement scored a touchdown on the ground. He also added a couple catches for 26 yards through the air. Alshon Jeffrey, the big number one receiver, stepping up in this game. 8 for 74 with two touchdowns. Zach Ertz continuing to do his thing, continuing to eat. Uh, 7 for 43 and a touchdown. Nelson Aguilar piled up 91 yards. About half of them came on that first quarter tip pass that the Giants probably should have intercepted, but it just landed in Nelson Aguilar's hands. The Giants couldn't locate the ball or Aguilar after that as he he ran that for, like I said, about 35, 40 yards or so. The defensive side of the ball, they were swarming. They were all over the place. They had a few sacks by um, Nigel Bradham had one. So did Michael Bennett, Fletcher Cox, uh, Destiny Vallejo. I, I definitely didn't pronounce that right, but they got the job done. Like I said, they were swarming. They were knocking down passes. This defense really stepped up, came to play. The The secondary looked a little bit better uh, than, it, than it has in the past, though losing Sidney Jones is going to hurt. I don't know how long he's out for, but that's going to hurt an already weak secondary. So that's that's all the time I'm going to spend on this game, as it, it wasn't a very good one from the start. And like I said, producer Keegan's not here to rub in my face how his Giants, or how his Eagles beat my Giants, so... I'm going to take this opportunity to just move on, and that puts me at 0-1 on the week with the total overall record for the season now 43-34-2. I'm hoping to bump that up a little bit with some of my picks this week. Uh, I did try to go with some more home teams, as I've been noting I should do. So, you know, without any more hesitation, let's jump into it. The first game here is the Bucks and the Falcons. It's at Atlanta, and... It should be a good one. It's a very high, high-scoring game. It's, it's projected to be anyway. Um, they certainly have the weapons to do it in, in both sides of the ball. Uh, with Julio and Calvin Ridley and Sanu and, and the two running backs in Atlanta. Or I guess I should just say the one in Tevin Coleman because Devonta Freeman is going to be out. The Bucks, you know, they have Mike Williams, Chris Godwin stepping up. Deshaun Watson, still, uh, he's still a deep man. He's still a burner in this league. The Bucks don't really have much of a running back, though. They're hoping Ronald Jones steps up, and hey, this is the game to do it against a porous Falcons secondary, or porous Falcons defense, excuse me. Um, their secondary is porous, their front seven's porous, so they're really a poor defense as a whole. But so are the Bucks. You know, they, they just gave up two weeks ago, they gave up 48 points to the Mitch Trubisky led Bears. So we definitely, I, I mean, if that's if that's what they gave up, like I said, to the Bears, then, man, the Falcons and Matt Ryan should put up about 80 on them. And that's who I've got to win in this game. I've got the Falcons uh, in Atlanta trying to go home teams, and I just think that they have the better team. I just don't see them going 1-5. I don't see them, you know, just coming out flat, losing 4-5 or five in a row. The next game here is the Chargers and the Browns. And I think this is going to be a really good football game. The Chargers travel to Cleveland to take on the Browns, I should say. The Browns are at home. They have had, the Browns have had four out of the five 
Rookie of the Week awards have gone to Browns. Denzel Ward got it twice, making John Dorsey look smart for taking him over Bradley Chubb at number four. Baker Mayfield, their number one pick, got Rookie of the Week once. And Nick Chubb, the week that he got three carries, or I'm sorry, two carries for 130 yards and two touchdowns, uh, he got the Rookie of the Week that week. And, man, those rookies are really going to look to continue their success against the Chargers, the high-flying Chargers offense and the good Chargers defense. You know, Phillip Rivers is going to try to manage manage his way through the a tough Browns defense. He's going to have to try to avoid Miles Garrett, uh, looking to get the ball out to Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Melvin Gordon. He can do it in the running game, in the passing game. It should be a fun one. This game should be a lot of fun. But at the end of the day, I... I think that the Browns are going to win, uh, just like they beat them in, I believe it was 2016, for their only win that year. So give me the Browns at home. This feels like a game that the Chargers are going to lose. And, you know, hey, maybe they're the more talented team on paper. But for some reason, the uh, the Chargers just lose games in silly ways. They just kind of choke. So give me the Browns. Next game here. Sorry, I needed to take a quick drink. Uh, next game again is the Colts versus Jets. The Colts are traveling to the Jets to play in the Meadowlands. Andrew Luck looking to continue to put up 400 yards at will at the snap of a finger. The Jets defense down two corners looking to try to slow down Andrew Luck. And luckily for that Colts defense, the or luckily for the Jets defense, rather, the Colts have... A couple important offensive pieces out in Jack Doyle and T.Y. Hilton. They'll both miss the game again today or on Sunday. But again, Andrew Luck can put up 400 yards with pretty much anybody. And the Colts defense has been playing better than expected, looking to get in the head of rookie Sam Darnold. Um, He's going to look to continue to try to get the ball out to Robbie Anderson, get it to his running backs. Hey, maybe Crowell can have another 200-yard rushing day. Maybe Bilal Powell can put up 100 on the ground again. We'll have to see. Quincy Nunwa looking to get back into the swing of things after being shut out last week. And Jermaine Curse back healthy for the Jets. They're looking to get him more involved as well. And ultimately, I think that the Jets are going to get it done here against the Colts at home in New Jersey. London game. Seahawks Raiders in London. I believe it's in London. Maybe it's just in England, but I, I'm pretty sure it's in London. Uh, it's technically a home game for the Raiders, uh, but again, it's in London, so it's really on a neutral site. Uh, the Seahawks are looking to you know, stick with their winning ways. They almost beat the Rams last week, so if, if they can play a game like they did last week, this week against the Raiders, I think they can get it done, but... We'll have to see what happens. The Raiders are looking to get back on track, looking to get Amari Cooper back on track. As he he's been inconsistent, he's been you know bad game, good game, bad game, good game. If if he keeps up with that script, he's on pace for a good game this week. But hey, he's he's got to get it done. Uh, I know Derek Carr's been looking for him. I know Amari Cooper even said about the last game. You know, a lot of the play calls were really with him the number one option, but. He said just the way the defenses were playing him, uh, just the way the coverages were going, they weren't able to get him the ball beyond that one target. Russell Wilson is looking to, again, you know, carve up this 
poor Raiders defense, poor secondary, but they've been running the ball a lot, Seattle, so maybe they'll stick to that. Uh, or Carson, Chris Carson, I'm sorry, Chris Carson and Mike Davis looking to continue to carry the load while Rashad Penny looks to try to work his way in somehow. And ultimately, I think that running game, the surprise running game for the Seahawks is going to get it done in London against the Raiders. So give me the Seahawks. As you guys can probably tell, this is pro- this is going to be a quicker episode as, as again, like I said, it's just me flying solo here. Um, so I'm just kind of flying through these games, um, trying to prepare you guys quickly uh, for the games tomorrow. Just last minute preps, give you guys my pick on the record. And like I said, it, it, it'll be a short one today. So we're going to move on. Panthers at Redskins. Alex Smith is looking to get it on track after having a poor day against the Saints on Monday night. And the Panthers are looking to continue to their winning ways, just like the Seahawks were. Um, the Panthers coming off that 63-yard field goal to beat the Giants last week. Like I said, looking to continue to keep the wins piling up, keep it rolling, and ultimately I think they do. The Redskins just look like they're a mess. They're going to continue to be a mess. I I, I don't know. Alex Smith just doesn't have the weapons to keep up with, I think, Cam Newton and the Panthers offense. So, again, give me the Panthers here. The Bills will travel down to Houston to play the Texans. They won last week as well. They won a barn burner of a game 13-12. to Josh Allen doing enough to get it done. Will it happen against this stout Texans defense? We'll have to find out on Sunday. But if 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 Josh Allen's going to make it work, he's going to have to make it work with Watt, Clowney, uh, even Tyron Matthew up there in the secondary. Uh, Deshaun Watson flipping to the Texans offensive side of the ball is going to look to run around this Bills defense. DeAndre Hopkins, you know, you always expect for him to have a good game. Uh, just like he did last week, just like he did the week before. he I believe he's the leading receiver in the NFL. It's either him or Thielen. They're one and two. Kiki Kute looking to continue to be on Deshaun Watson's good side. And Will Fuller looking to get back into action, just as is Lamar Miller, who is, I heard, healthy. So maybe he'll actually play this week. Um, whether he does or doesn't, I really think the Texans are going to win. I don't think I've picked the Bills yet. It, it's burned me twice, but I don't think it's going to burn me here this week. The next game is the Vikings hosting the Cardinals. David Johnson coming off his best game of the year, scoring two touchdowns, looking to keep that up against the Vikings defense that has you know, been surprisingly bad. Not that they've been bad, but they haven't been as good as they have been in the past couple of years. Josh Rosen, it's still going to be a tough matchup for him, but he's looking to... Try to pick apart that secondary, looking to get Larry Fitzgerald back involved, looking to get, I'm sure, Ricky Seals-Jones involved, uh, Christian Kirk, maybe he could have another big play. And then on the Vikings side of the ball, Kirk Cousins, Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, looking to keep it rolling. Dalvin Cook, I believe, is going to be playing a little bit this week. I don't know if they limit him just to try to ease him back from that hamstring injury that held him out last week. But at the end of the day, I think that, again, they get it done. I think the defense plays well against this Cardinals offense that doesn't have much besides David Johnson. And the Vikings offense will get it done against the Cards defense, who has nothing outside of Chandler Jones and Patrick Peterson. Next, we'll move on to a 
a really good division rival, um, a division rivalry here, the Steelers and the Bengals. It's in Cincinnati. I'm really excited about seeing Antonio Brown and A.J. Green in the same game. Uh, both these teams also have good number two receivers and Tyler Boyd and Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, the running backs, though not Lev Bell, are also good in this game. James Conner for the Steelers, Joe Mixon for the Bengals. You know, they've really got all the weapons on offense on both sides of the ball to make this a barn burner of a football game. The defenses are going to have a, a, a tough time keeping up with these offensive weapons. I do think that the Bengals' defense is a little bit better than the Steelers' defense, and that's why I ultimately give them the edge here. I'm going with the Bengals at home. Bears-Dolphins is the next game. Ryan Tannehill is not 100%. I'm sure he's probably going to play, but I know he's dealing with some sort of injury. Um, they don't have very many offensive weapons, so I'm just going to get this one out of the way real quick. The Bears are going to win. Uh, their defense, I think, is going to overpower the Dolphins, and they've got enough on offense to to score some points to get it done. So give me the Bears on the road in Miami. Next, we'll talk about my number one team, the Rams going against the Broncos in Denver. Denver's defense hasn't been playing as well as they have been in years past. And I don't know if they get it done against these these Rams. Brandon Cooks and Cooper Cup will be back coming off concussions, but that's something to watch out for. Um, the Rams certainly had to play a tough game against the Seahawks last week. And, and that's not as good as a defense as the Broncos. So the Broncos' defense could get it done. Uh, Von Miller is is a game-breaker. Bradley Chubb is looking to get on that level. They still have some really good cornerbacks out there in Denver. But ultimately, I think the Rams are just going to be too much offensively and defensively. I think the Rams' defense is going to swarm Case Keenum. And I think the Rams, another road team, going to get it done in Denver. This next game is my tie of the week. The Ravens and the Titans in Tennessee. It's going to be a low-scoring game. Uh, both these defenses are are really good. I think the Titans are a really underrated defense. And neither one of these offenses, I think, have enough consistency to put up a lot of points. So I think this is going to be a low-scoring game, maybe like a, I don't know, like a 17-14, uh, 17-13, 16-13 kind of day, something in that range. I don't expect either team to score more than 20 points. You know, John Brown can certainly take the top off of the Titans' defense and who knows if Derrick Henry's ever going to get it going for the Titans. I'm flipping to the other side of the ball. But ultimately, I think the Titans get it done here. It could come down to a last-minute field goal, just whoever has the ball last. It could come down to a last-minute turnover. But at the end of the day, give me the Titans there in Tennessee. The next game is Jacksonville versus the Cowboys. Going down to Dallas. Dak is looking to try to improve on his poor season so far. Zeke is looking to control that offense, control the clock. That's what the Cowboys need to do in this game is control the clock. Keep it out of the hands of Blake Bortles. Really, honestly, just the Cowboys need to keep the hand keep the ball out of the hands of the Jaguars defense. Dak needs to play a clean game for them to get it done. He needs to be 
uh, more of a game manager than a guy that's trying to win them the football game. On the other side of the ball, I expect the Jags to run the ball a lot here with TJ Yeldon. Uh, they did sign Jamal Charles, who I'm actually really excited to see. I know he hasn't played some meaningful football in a couple years. Uh, 31 years old, coming off of off of some injuries, but I was always a big fan of his. I always thought he was very talented, so I'm excited to see him in this offense. And while I don't know if Jamal Charles gets a lot of play this week, I do think the Jags are good enough to beat the Cowboys, even though it's in Dallas, and I'm going with the Jags this week. So we'll jump to the primetime games. We'll start with the Sunday night football game. This is my game of the week. Uh, Chiefs at Pats. It's going to be a hell of a game. It's going to be an offensive game. The Pats are getting it rolling here with uh, Julian Edelman back. Josh Gordon gets another week in that offense to learn the playbook. Maybe they'll take some shots to him. I certainly hope that he has a big day. I'm a big Josh Gordon fan. And then on the other side of the ball, the Chiefs looking to just keep their offense rolling. They just beat the best defense in football. They put up almost 30 on them. There's no reason they can't put up 30-plus on the Patriots. Uh, This game is going to be a shootout, and I'm going to go with New England here. Uh, 38-35, I think Tom Brady is just going to get it done. I think this is the game that Patrick Mahomes, I, I know he had a couple turnovers last week, but this is the game where he makes that big mistake at the wrong time. And I think that's ultimately what's going to give the Patriots the win here. Monday night football, the 49ers and the Packers. There have been some good 49ers-Packers games over the past few years. A lot of it had to do with Colin Kaepernick and the Packers just not knowing how to stop that dual-threat quarterback. C.J. Beathard is certainly not that dual-threat quarterback, but he's certainly not a slouch either. Um... Alfred Morris is going to head the running back committee. I don't I don't expect Matt Breida to play. Um, they're going to look to stretch the field with Marquise Goodwin. I believe he's playing this week. Look to go to Pierre Garçon, Garçon also. He'll need a big game for the 49ers to have a chance. And then on the other side of the ball, the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, just looking to continue to do Aaron Rodgers things no matter who's on the field who they've got a receiver, running back. He he knows how to get it done. Uh, he's still dealing with that knee injury. I've heard it's gotten a little bit worse, and it, he's actually had a setback, but I don't expect that to stop him from playing, and I don't expect that to stop him from playing well. I think that he's going to take down this 49ers defense that isn't very good, and I expect the Packers to get the win, and I have a score of 30-16 to 16 here. On buys this week are the Lions and the Saints. So there was only 15 games here to predict. And let me run through my picks here before I I wrap up this quick episode. Uh, I picked the Giants on Thursday night, 23-20. They lost 34-13 to the Eagles. I've got the Falcons over the Bucks, the Browns over the Chargers, the Jets to beat the Colts, the Seahawks in London beating the Raiders, the Panthers beating the Redskins in Washington. I've got the Texans at home over the Bills, the Vikings at home over the Cardinals, the Bengals at home over the Steelers in a great defensive or a great um, division rivalry. I've got the Bears against the Dolphins in Miami. The Rams are going to take down the Broncos in Denver. My tie of the week is going to go to the Titans in a low-scoring game. The Jags should be able to handle the Cowboys in Dallas. I've got the Pats on Monday night in a high-scoring 38-35 game. And I've got the Packers in what I don't think is going to be too close of a game on Monday night in Green Bay, uh, 30-16.
And there you have it. Quick rundown of my picks for this week. Uh, again, my record coming into the weekend after the Thursday night game is 43-34-2. Looking to improve my win percentage by a decent bit this week. I think this is the week that I need to take that jump from going consistently, you know, 9-6, and 8-7, and seven, to I need to get me some double-digit wins here. I need to start widening the gap in my wins and my losses. And hopefully this is the week to do it again. Hey, thanks for joining, everybody. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Fresh Football. Join the conversation, hashtag Fresh Football Takes. And if you're looking for some mu- new music, be sure to check out Shots Called. And remember, everybody, we love some fucking football. Get ready for Sunday, everybody. 